Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind-the-scenes stories and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax, and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hello, Louise here, and today I'm joined by none other than the queen of website copywriting herself, Jill Andrews. Hello, Jill. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Louise. Thank you very much. Great that we don't have any cameras on, otherwise you will see me blushing. Thank you very much for the nice words. (laughs) Oh, not at all. (laughs) So I shared on social media that we were going to be having this conversation so listeners could send in their burning questions about creating a freelance website for you to answer. So thank you, first of all, to everyone who sent in a question. And we've got quite a few to get through. So let's crack on. We're going to try something different today and start with a quick fire lightning round. So bear with me because I've done this before. So Jill, I've got five or six questions that I'm going to fire at you. And I would love it if you could give a super snappy answer to these. Snappy answers is my middle name. (laughs) And then we'll get into a bit more detail with maybe some other questions afterwards. And we've also got a surprise giveaway at the end of this episode. So stay tuned to get the details and find out how to enter. Okay, so let's go with the lightning round. Number one, should freelancers put their prices on their website? Absolutely, because it makes the decision whether to hire you much, much easier. That's what your prospects are wondering about. Your competitors most probably are doing it. So if you are not doing it, you're losing missing out. Totally agree. Number two, what's the most important page on your website? It would be the most visited sales page. In, on the most freelancer websites, it would be a homepage. Oh, interesting. What's the most important section on the page? Above the fold, because it, ins- it, it decides whether a person stays on the page or not. If you fail to capture them at the very beginning, so above the fold is what they see the moment they land without scrolling. So if you get it wrong or somehow vague, unclear, they will bounce. And this is the most important section. Okay. Number four, what's the best call to action for a freelancer website? If it's a service page, then like uh, contact me or you can maybe even have a contact form right there on the sales page or a button that leads to the contact page. On your about page, it could even be a freebie, depends on what's uh, you know most uh, valuable to you. On a homepage, I wouldn't put contact. It would be view services or check about me page. On the homepage, there is a place for multiple calls to action. Uh, for example, unlike what some may believe that you need to have one uh, call to action per page, Yes and no. For the homepage, it's not the case, definitely. So this question is a bit kind of, it's difficult to answer with just one simple sentence. Depends on the page. So that's the answer. The best call to action is the thing that you want people to do, isn't it? (laughs) After they read it. No, not only that, but that also, you also gave them uh, enough information, motivation to do. Because what what you need them to do is like transfer me thousand, uh, you know, pounds, dollars, whatever. This is what you want them to do. But if it's like a page that does not give enough motivation and information to do that, it's not that. What you think they have enough motivation to do, which also is useful to you. What makes sense, basically, in your sales funnel? So. Mm. I'm curious about, just to interrupt the quick fire round, <laughs> when you said perhaps not to have a contact button on the homepage, why is that? 
they don't have enough information. I mean, you need to tell them so much more than just like, let's say I'm talking about writers. I offer blog writing, I offer SEO writing, I I offer web copywriting, and you won't be able to produce a compelling argument. The niche is super competitive. Why should they contact you? It doesn't make any sense. A and B, even if they contact you, you will have to explain everything to them that you already have on your website in an email. It will cost you so much time. So just lead them down the funnel. Don't force people to contact you at any point. Just think about it. Does it make sense? They just land it on your homepage. Why should they contact you? They don't have enough information. It's not a qualified lead, right? So first, let them read your sales pages in peace if you have sales pages. Of course, if you don't have sales pages, if homepage is the only thing you have, then you have no other choice. But otherwise, for you, it's more beneficial if they go to a sales page, read everything, and only after they are okay with your process. They understood the value that you offer and they're okay with the approximate fees. Only then make them contact you. You save yourself so much time and heartache. Mm, I mean, it, just to think about it, what's logical? You know, do they have enough motivation? Do they have enough information? How did their mental state change? They just came to your page. They don't know you. you know, so why, why contact you? It doesn't make any sense. Great answer. Okay, number five. Should freelancers have a blog on their website? No, they don't don't have to. I mean, if you are able to turn blog into your inbound lead generation channel, then sure. But just to have a blog for the sake of having a blog because everybody else is having a blog, it's a, not a very good approach. Every time you're asking yourself, do I have to do this? Think about it. How does it fit your sales cycle? Is it something that will help you generate leads? Is it something that help, will help you generate traffic? Otherwise, you may be stuck doing things and wasting your time and effort. And we know our time and effort is super valuable. We're just one person. You may be stuck doing things that are not getting you anything. So just think about it. Is it valuable for you to have a blog? Will you be able to produce articles good enough to attract traffic? How are you going to attract traffic? And how are you going to convert those prospects who came through your articles to clients? Okay. And final question, how do you create a slick mobile version of your website when you're using WordPress? Well, if you already have a website, uh, I have bad news for you. It would be very hard. Then you would need a developer who will come and uh, do something to your website so it's mobile friendly. But it's very easy to uh, take care of it in advance. When you are uh, looking for a website theme to select and to build your website on top of, just make sure it's responsive. Just check how it looks on mobile. That's it. Often uh, there are so, so many themes, even non-premium ones, free ones that scale nicely on mobile. You won't have to do anything if you're not breaking your theme. If you start messing with your theme and you think, oh, I learned some coding here and there and you start changing your desktop version, then you may have problems with mobile version. But if you stick to standard functionalities of your theme, which you made sure is mobile uh, friendly at the very beginning, then you won't have any problems or shouldn't have. Excellent advice. Well, thank you for those. Obviously, there's a bit more nuance around some of these questions, but hopefully that's given people quick answers. It's really hard to have lightning round about website questions. Sorry, because everything, every answer is like, it depends. And scenario one, scenario two, scenario three. So we have a few questions that didn't quite lend themselves to quick answers. So let's take a look at these. So Eleanor asked, how much detail should freelancers include about their experience and past projects? And what's the best way to present this? I'm afraid this is this question already uh, implies not a very efficient approach to creating a website. It's not about how much, it's about with what purpose, what are we doing here? So if I tell you, okay, three paragraphs, I mean, does it help you? If I tell you two paragraphs, it's about 
what my prospects know and how much do I need them to know to convert and what exactly do they need to know? And then you see, okay, they definitely need to know to have, that I have experience about past projects. And it's not so much about how much, it's about how to do it most effectively and what's relevant there. It really depends on how you structure your argument. So what's the best way to present this? It's again, the questions like, however you think it would be credible, whatever. If you would like to do a rain da dance while singing a song about your past experience and past projects, and you think your prospects will totally resonate with that, feel free to do that. It just needs to be clear, valuable, and relevant. Uh, past experience, what I would not do, I would not have a portfolio page where you just have, let's say your web designer, you have screenshots of the websites you created and that's it with no context. And you have like 10 of them. So when the prospect opens a page, they have 10 different images to look at with a no context. They don't know what niche the company was. Even if you put company name, it may be a non-A company. They have no idea. How the, the thing with experience in past projects is that prospects need to identify themselves with at least something. They should look at a couple of projects and think, oh, it's exactly my niche or it's exactly the problem I had. They need to see problems like theirs solved. If you're just throwing some kind of, you know, Images on the on a page with no context, it doesn't help anyone. And it also creates overwhelm because the moment they have seven choices, more than seven choices, they are overwhelmed. They don't know what to choose. I would recommend doing it um, as an insertion into sales pages. So not having a portfolio page for, you know, people like this where it's not clear from this link, uh, you know, what exactly you did and how it helped. Because I'm sure somebody else is also listening to this podcast, not only copywriters, writers, and uh, web designers. You need context. You need uh, also like supporting text. On the sales page, it's the best way to do with testimonials, with quick snippet of uh, like something that leads to the case study page. If you have a case study page where you did indeed explain, okay, client came to me, they were struggling with these problems. Here, what we did and here, what the results I helped them achieve. This is the best way to do it. So Marilyn, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing your name correctly, she asked, how should freelancers think about SEO? Would you consider a website more of a calling card or an information point for potential clients? Or should we be prioritizing SEO to attract traffic from search engines? Fun fact, you will find successful freelancers who do each of them. Like you have a freelancer who has it just as a calling card. You have a freelancer who does it as a, you know, SEO and so on and so forth. There is no wrong way. The question is, how does it fit into your complete picture? Because website is only one piece of a puzzle. Blog, SEO is just one piece of a puzzle of your sales cycle. So, okay, imagine you have a calling card for a website. Then my question is, how are you attracting people to this website? Maybe you have a, like enormous presence on LinkedIn where you have like, I don't know, thousand likes per post and they already uh, know, like, and trust you from there. Then you can have a calling card for a website. But if, you know, you do not have any other way to establish trust, credibility, and to show your skills, this won't you know, lead you for a calling card for a website because you probably your competitors will have websites that look, uh, you know, more full. They have like more pages and they have more information. That's another thing. Always look at what your competitors are doing because people are not shopping in a vacuum. They're not hiring in a vacuum. They're always comparing you to st other people in that case and businesses. So 
especially if all your other competitors have uh, good websites and websites with many pages, quality pages, you have no other choice, I'm afraid, than to have a at least website, okay, without the blog, but at least with the sales pages. Regarding SEO, it is super hard and it's getting harder and harder to do properly. It requires a lot of investment in time and a lot of strategy and skills regarding content strategy, what keywords to target and so on and so forth. If you're up to it, if you're just starting out, if you don't have uh, the pressure to earn the income right away, this is what I did. Uh, for two years, I was doing uh, just blog writing for my website and focusing on SEO. And now I can relax and I haven't, I like uh, last time I blogged, it was January. I mean, like now I just write one blog post a year probably because I don't need it. I get enough traffic to get enough inquiries to grow my, my list and so on and so forth. There is no such thing as do I have to, do I have to, do I have to. What you have to do is, to know how you attract people to this website, to know with what mindset they're coming to this website, because if they already know, like, and trust you, you don't need like super duper website. If they don't, if these are strangers, you need a quality website with many pages. And what do I want them to do? If you're doing SEO, they are probably not going to reach out immediately. They're probably first were looking for the information. They may just sign up to your list. Maybe you need an emails uh, marketing strategy. So if you seriously have no idea how to approach this, just sit down, take a piece of paper and say, okay, who are my prospects? Okay, my prospects, what do they know about me when they come to my website? Okay, depending on that, what do I need on my website? When they're on my website, what pages will they be checking? If they will be coming from LinkedIn and let's say some social media and you're not creating any blog posts, you're not linking to your articles, you're creating like this post just for the social network, they will be coming to your homepage, right? Okay, they're on your homepage. What do you want them to do then? Or okay, you're writing blog posts, they're coming from SEO, they're on your blog post, what should I do? they do next? So it benefits you so you can market to them. So you really need a proper strategy. It's not a question about should I do X or Y? It's a question is, will it help? How does it help? How does it fit? That makes so much sense. One of my favorite tips from your book is the idea of the minimum viable conversation and thinking about what is the conversation that you're having with your prospects. So what are the, what questions are they asking? What are they thinking about when they come to your website and how do you continue that conversation? And I think when you think of it that way, it does make it a bit simpler because you're just thinking, okay, what would I tell them if we were having a coffee and discussing this? Uh, and that can make it a little bit easier and take the pressure off. Okay, thank you so much, Joe. That's been You're so welcome. helpful. We just so started. How is it 15 minutes already gone? I know. <laughs> so I mentioned that we'd be doing a giveaway, and this is actually the very first giveaway on this podcast. Uh, so I'm excited to say that Jill has very kindly offered not one, but two copies of her brilliant book that she mentioned. Signed copies. Your... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> making your website work. And honestly, I love this book. It's one of my most thumbed through copywriting books that I've got on my desk. So when I'm writing website copy, I refer to this all the time so to enter all you have to do is go to my LinkedIn post about the giveaway so I'll put the link in the show notes it'll be really easy to find or if you follow me on LinkedIn you'll see it and just leave a comment with your biggest takeaway or lesson from this podcast and we'll do a live draw and pull the names out from a virtual hat so I think this podcast will go out mid-August, so we'll give you a couple of weeks to listen and think about it. So you go to that post, leave a comment, and we'll do a live draw probably at the end of August. Okay, thank you so much, Jill. I really appreciate your time and your donation to our giveaway. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to listening myself talk. <laughs> Before we go, do you want to let people know where they can find out more about what you're up to? Um, yeah, you can find me on my website, jillandrews.com. Um, I'm on Twitter, 
but there probably you will see more cat pictures or, than anything else. And if you would like to learn more about how websites work, I post on LinkedIn some fresh off the press website tips. So just um, on my website, you will find both links to both of my profiles. Brilliant. Thank you so much. And thanks to everybody for listening. Remember, head to the LinkedIn post, leave a comment, enter the giveaway and be in with a chance of winning a free copy of Jill's book. Until next time, happy freelancing. You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks and until next time, happy freelancing!